Hiya, and welcome to the Full-Time Artist Podcast with me, your host, artist and creative mentor, Nick Everest. This potty is here for all of you creative humans who are wanting to build your creative practice into a life of abundance, ease, and where you can work your passion full-time. Over the past five years, I've built a thriving creative career where I'm now earning more than I ever did in my muggle job as a physiotherapist. I am now helping other amazing creatives turning their passion into their full-time job using my signature framework, The Thriving Artist Method. In this podcast, we look behind the scenes of how I've built my creative career and talk with amazing guests who will help you build yours too. If you're a driven, creative human, you are definitely in the right place. Let's get started. Welcome back to the Full-Time Artist Podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I hope you're having a lovely week, whatever you've been up to, and enjoy this episode that we're bringing to you today, which is all about setting yourself up for success. And this is something that I think is a really important concept to chat about today because it's something that you know I have been through in my own creative journey, and it's something I see happening to a lot of the amazing creative uh, humans that I mentor and especially the creative women that I mentor and also with a lot of the creative women around me as well. And this this episode speaks to the life and I'm speaking on a very broad sense, but how in our lives as women that very often we do have a lot of hats that we wear, that we do take on a lot of different responsibilities and how we can set ourselves up for success even when we're going through all these different things in our lives that life is throwing us while we're wearing all these different hats, you know, and I really think this is a really important, (laughs) I've said really like four times, but it's a really important concept to grasp so that you can build that thriving creative career that you're aiming for, right? So when I talk about, you know, women wearing lots of hats, obviously I'm being very, you know, broad in in saying this, but this is something that happened, has happened to me and happened to a lot of my friends around me, my girlfriends around me. And like I said, the creative humans that I mentor is that often as women, we do wear a lot of hats. We are, you know, being an, an amazing mama, an amazing partner, an amazing uh, business owner, an amazing daughter, sister. You know, we're going to support our friends through their things. We're looking after other family members, we're wearing a lot of different hats and there has been, I guess, a bit of societal, a bit of a lot of societal expectation that, you know, to be a really great, successful woman has a lot to do with helping others and giving to others and not a whole heap to do with looking after ourselves, putting ourselves first and really receiving, right? So it can become a common thing that we do put everyone else first and really leave ourselves to the last thing, yeah? And what I'm seeing and what I've been through myself is that when life is throwing so much at us, throwing some curveballs at us, we're wearing all of our different hats and we're trying to you know, pursue our passion of our creative career, 
and we're finding very limited time to do this. We're squishing it in when we can, you know, but really we're struggling to fit in that creative passion into our lives. Then we can start going through this cycle of guilt, right? We're feeling guilty for trying to make that time for our passion. Then we're feeling guilty for not completing the tasks that we that we wanted to do in regards to our creative work or whatever it is and it becomes this big sort of cycle of stress of guilt of um you know being overwhelmed overworked burnt burnt out and I really want to talk about this today because it's something again that I that I have been through and worked through and that I I do see in a lot of the women that I work with is that pressure to sort of wear all those hats and get all those things done. And, you know, then also, you know, that desire to be building their creative career in amongst all of that. And something I've talked about before on this podcast and through my social media and that I've heard many um, different coaches and mentors talk about is going through, looking at your life as if you're going through seasons of life where in different seasons, different things are going to be your priority, right? Where you might be working in a new job, having a, you know, a family, looking after a sick family member, moving to a different town, whatever it is, where different things are going to be higher up on your priority list and your creative work might not be as high because of all those other factors in your life, right? And I think that it's really important and what I've talked about before is that during those seasons of your life when your creative work isn't, you know, in your top couple of priorities, that we're still working on our creative one percenters so that we're still moving forward even during those really busy times. And when I talk about our creative one percenters, I talking, I'm talking about listening to a podcast. So you're already nailing that one if you're listening to this podcast today. I'm talking about having a sketchbook with you and doing sketches or, you know, if you do knitting, having your knitting needles with you and, and spending time on public transport or waiting to pick up your kids, you know, um, doing your knitting work as practice or taking the time to journal out your ideas or visiting art galleries if that's your thing and that's your inspiration of taking an art class, of doing those little one percenters that... Uh, generally take less time than the big effort, you know, creating a full body collection of work or, um, you know, writing a new song or whatever it is. It's those creative one percenters, those small tasks that if we can build them into our lives consistently, we can keep moving forward even during those busy seasons of our life so that when a season opens up where we can prioritize our creative practice, we can really hit the ground running, Right. So I, I wanted to talk about this because what I'm seeing and what has happened to me in the past before too is that life can sometimes throw us really big curveballs. Something can happen, you know, <laughs> whether that's that our plumbing <laughs> gets goes haywire and we've got to organize that. Then we've got to, you know... Um, I don't know, our dog needs to go to the vet and then our car gets stolen and then like who knows what life can throw at us, right? And sometimes during those busy seasons when life throws a few curveballs at us and we've got a lot going on 
and we're trying to keep up with those creative one percenters and we're really struggling to fit in that time, then we can get in through into this cycle of guilt, right? Where it's like we're feeling guilty because we're not doing the work and we know we're not doing the work and we're feeling stressed and overwhelmed and burnt out and it sort of just piles on top of how we're already feeling, right? And so I wanted to break that down even further to really share with you that when life looks like that, and, and life does look like that at times, like we're all living in the real world, right? Like, <laughs> like there's things that happen that are outside of our control, yeah? And when life does look like that, the best thing that you can do and the best thing that is going to help your creative career and your, your creative passion and building that life that you want is to actually go back to the very, very, I guess, um, I'm not going to say simple tasks because sometimes they can feel really hard, but back to those basics of looking after yourself, of practicing self-care, of being kind to yourself and really doing those things that are going to help you recenter, reground yourself and help clear some of that that mindset, some of that stress, some of that overwhelm, so you can come at life from that grounded place, right? So when life is looking like that, then I want you to take those creative one percenters off the table. I want you to not even worry about doing those things, yeah, and instead go, instead start with going back to those basics of doing a one minute meditation of deciding to, um, instead of doing that artwork sketch, go to the groceries and buy, you know, supermarket and do your groceries and buy yourself some really nourishing food that you can have for the next week of instead of spending that time doing whatever, building your website or whatever you're doing, go get out in nature and go for a work doing things that the amazing Claire Holder (laughs) said to me in a quote recently, doing things that doing things for yourself today that your future self will be thankful for, right? And getting back to those basics of really looking after yourself and being kind to yourself, because then what that allows is that gives your brain (laughs) that space to then be able to cope better with what's going on with your life. And here's the thing, our creativity, our creative work, it needs space in our brain for those ideas to come in, for that, those visions to come, right? So getting back to the, that self-care and that being kind to yourself is really the first step of building that thriving creative career, yeah? And this is something that I, was talk, I talk about in my first module in my mentoring program, Finding Your Style, is when we're doing that, when we're looking after ourselves and we're doing our self-care and we can build that into our lives consistently, then we can start building into our lives those things that really bring us joy, those things that we love to do, yeah? Because all of that is part of the process of really finding your style, finding what's unique about you, finding your vibe, is really building into your life those things that bring you joy, right? And that is the... that is. The, the foundations, the, the first building blocks of building that thriving creative career is really getting to know yourself and looking after yourself, yeah? And as women especially, this is something that we're 
maybe not taught as much, maybe isn't an expectation that we have or that others have for us to put ourselves first sometimes and to look after ourselves. It's like, you know, when you're on the plane, right? (laughs) And if it's the plane is crashing, which is, I don't know why I giggled then, not a funny subject, but if the plane is crashing and you have to put your oxygen mask on yourself before you can put it on others, right? So it's looking after yourself first, then you can start, you know, having more of that space in your brain to cope with whatever's going on in your life. And then that will lead to having more space to be able to do those creative one percenters. And I just, I want to take, I wanted to say this and, and make it really clear that that self-care and self-kindness is the work. That is the work. So if in your life at the minute, everything's just seeming too much, go back to doing those basic things, those basic life things of looking after yourself. That is the work, right? And then after that, then we can look at building in those creative one percenters consistently and then starting to build that creative career. Yeah. And this leads me to the concept that I learned from Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, The uh, Big Magic, is that when we're looking at our creative work and the ideas that, that flow to us and that are going to be very unique to us and our world and are going to have our flair on them. When we're looking at these ideas, now this might sound a little crazy, but just follow with, just follow me with this, is that these ideas, if we look at them like they're, like they're their own organism, right? They're like their own invisible living thing. That's like, they're just floating around everywhere in the world, right? And these ideas will actually attach to certain humans that have the ability to carry out the idea, that have, that have that vision, that have the, you know, creative, um, skills, I guess, or the creative, um, vibe that can carry that idea out and see it to fruition, right? And what can happen is if we are, if we don't have the mental capacity, the space, the time in our lives, then that idea, that organism, it needs to be fed, right? It needs to be fed with you doing those little creative one percenters to bring that idea to life. And if it's not being fed, then it's going to jump off you and go and see someone else and, and, and attach to someone else who can carry out that idea. Yeah. And I think it's a really beautiful way of looking at it because it's happened to me before and I'm sure it's happened to you at some point where you've had an idea and then, you know, a few months later, you'll be like, oh my God, they've just done this thing. I so thought of that a few months ago. That's crazy. And I I like thinking about it like this because then comes that acknowledgement of like, right, well, I didn't fuel that idea enough. So that's why it went and latched onto someone else. I'm so glad that it did because now that idea is out in the world and that's being carried out. Yeah. So when our life is throwing us all these curveballs and we are getting super busy, if we can get, go all the way back to practicing that self-care, that mindfulness, you know, doing those things that are going to reground us you know, that meditation, that journaling, that getting out in nature, that getting to the ocean, that um, doing our groceries for ourselves, that getting to the gym, that, you know, whatever these, these things are that we need to do to look after ourselves, when we can start doing that, then it's going to free up our mind 
so that when those creative ideas do latch onto us, then we can fuel them with our creative one percenters, right? We can do little sketches of that idea or journal about that idea or chat, you know, apply to a gallery to show that idea in real life or, you know, all of those things that are just going to give it that little bit of food so that by the time we do have some space as that season changes slightly and some space opens up, that we do have the, um, the ability to hit the ground running and really really run with that idea because it's still there with us and we've been fueling it the whole time, right? And then then I think it's really important to think about, so like some, in my mind then when I said that, you know, when the season opens up, when you get more time, I feel like I can hear people saying, that never happens. I never have more time. <laughs> and <laughs> I get it because sometimes it can feel like that. But here is where I think it's really important to start to prioritize yourself and prioritize your passions and your creative work and acknowledging that by you following those passions, by you following your creative work, it is only going to benefit the people around you, right? If you've got kids or nieces or nephews or any like younger adults in your life or younger humans around you, how amazing is it going to be for them to see you chasing your passion? Yeah. How much is that going to open their eyes up to what the the possibilities are in the world to see you chasing those things that you love, chasing those things you're passionate about, creating the amazing work that you're meant to create? Yeah. How much is that going to influence all the other women and humans around you? If they find out, you know, I've been in this job for 30 years, but I've always wanted to paint or crochet or, you know, sing or or whatever it is, and I'm starting to chase that passion. How much is that going to open up their worlds and their possibilities for their own lives, right? How much is that going to impact on your your family member, your spouse or your parents or your siblings. If you start trusting yourself and chasing that path, how much is that going to expand their world? Yeah? So when if, if you feel like I'm just never going to have a season of my life where I can put in more time for my creativity, I want you to really, really sit down and, and have a have a hard look at what your priorities are and decide that your creative work is worth it. Your creative work and you following your passion is worth your time, is going to benefit yourself and the people around you and decide to make it a priority right? Because we're not, seasons of our life aren't going to open up where we have more time for for our creative work unless we decide it will. Yeah. Unless we make that choice and make that decision. And that can feel really hard or that can feel really easy. That can be like, you know what, Nick, (laughs) you're right. I want to build a creative career. I can see how much joy and happiness this is going to bring to my life if I could create every single day. I am going to, you know, take this thing out, you know, 
remove this other priority from my life or lower this other priority in my life so I can build up my creative passion, so I can bring up my creative work to a higher priority, yeah? So I think that setting yourself up for success is really acknowledging that it all starts with you looking after yourself (laughs) and being kind to yourself and creating that space for yourself so that you have that capacity to do that creative work and those creative one percenters when life is busy. And then also setting yourself up for success means that you take a little bit of, um, uh, what's the words I'm looking for? Responsibility for your own life and responsibility for the fact that you have the choice with everything else going on in your life. I know this can sound easy to say, and I know that there's a lot of privilege wound up in this and that there's different varying levels of this, but you do have the choice to, to prioritize your creative practice and, and, and your creative work. And that might look different for everyone, right? Because of those, those different scales of, you know, what our life throws at us, what, um, opportunities are available to us, what our circumstances give us, then there is varying levels of this choice, but it is still a choice that we can make and a priority that we can build into our lives so that we can build our creative career. Yeah. And it starts with that decision of saying, I'm going to do this. How, how can I do that? How can I make this, my creative passion, more of a priority in my life so that I can have a season of time where I can put more into it, where I can put more time and effort and energy into it, right? Because that is how we set ourselves up for success, yeah? Is we look after ourselves so that we can give ourselves that mental space, that mental clarity, that you know that we can have that time and space for those creative ideas to flow and to come in and we can do those creative one percenters consistently. And then from there, we take those creative one percenters and we build in larger periods of time for our creative work so that we can really dive in and do the hard, big stuff for our creative career so that we can be taking those big steps forward. Yeah. But it all starts with looking after yourself first. Right. <laughs> and I think here it's important to remember that progress is progress is often slow and quiet. Yeah. This overnight success, this, you know, one second, they're no one. The next second, they're a famous artist. It's just not reality. It's just not how it works. Right. How those people got to those successes was building in that consistency, taking those small steps again and again and again and again into their lives, right? And setting themselves up so that when those opportunities do come along for those bigger steps, for having that big exhibition, for traveling across the world, like the, <laughs> the world, the continent, or traveling across Australia to do a commissioned piece or to take on a, you know, a new epic project or whatever it is, when they get those opportunities, they've done all that groundwork so that they're ready, they're prepared, (laughs) even if they don't feel it, but they're able to take those big steps forward. Yeah. And it comes from that consistent action. Yeah. All right. 
I hope that this episode has, <laughs> has I don't know, m- m- motivated you a little bit, made you feel a little bit, le- little bit more seen, maybe, if this feels like this is you in your life right now, or you can relate to times when this, the world has just been giving you so much and you just feel like you can't do it, you just can't follow this path that you really want to f- follow. I really hope that this gives you some insights into where to start and what to revert back to, you know, looking after yourself and being kind to yourself first and then building in those creative one percenters and then building in that that larger amount of time for your creative work. Yeah, because it, it, I, I just really want to encourage you to, to understand and to know that you doing your creative work, you following your passion is how how we influence the world to be a better place. And I truly, truly believe that by you following your creative work, you following your passion, we can influence so many people around us. We can bring them joy, happiness, nostalgia. We can challenge ideas. We can change norms. We can challenge societal thinking. We can achieve so much collectively through our creative work that it's a really a disservice if you don't follow those 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 creative breadcrumbs, that passion of yours, that creative work that you can bring to the world. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I hope I haven't gone too crazy on you guys today, but I just really feel that. And yeah, I really encourage you to believe in yourselves and your creative work and know how worth it it is. Yeah. All right. Thank you so much for being here, guys. That is it for today's episode. If you want to keep the conversation going, as always, jump on over to the Full-Time Artist Collective, our Facebook group. There will be an episode thread in there that you can pop in any questions or thoughts you have about this episode, and I'll be in there to respond to you guys. And otherwise, I will see you next week for next week's episode. All right. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Bye. Whoa.